Hey, Life Group Leaders and Hosts. We are in week seven of our Life Group Leader and Host Guide journey this week. (laughs) So let's jump into our icebreaker question. Who is your favorite Bible character and what do you love about their story? This icebreaker will be a fun way for your group to recount different Bible stories and briefly enjoy learning from one another's perspectives. Just as Paul, the character in our story and passage this week, shares his story with the Galatians, um, this could be a fun icebreaker to just talk about other Bible characters who have great stories that we learn from as well. Okay, so jump into a time of prayer and then reading the passage, which is Galatians 1, 10 through 24. And then your next option is to ask the general question, what stood out to you in this section of scripture or from Sunday sermon? So this, of course, could lead you to talking about all of the questions uh, in the discussion guide, but it could also just lead you to other things that aren't included in the guide and other things that the Holy Spirit wants you to discuss. So have fun with that. Question two, what do we learn about Jesus and the gospel from Paul's testimony to the Galatians? This question is a very general one that will encourage your group to examine the legitimacy of Paul's claims in this passage. So we learn that Paul's gospel is legitimate for two reasons. First, he's received it from Jesus. He is not trying to please man, but God alone. Yet because God cares, and Paul cares also, about his people, God sends Paul to preach the good news. Second, Jesus's people received him. So because Jesus' people received him, we know that his message is legitimate. Um, It's important to note that Paul's life and testimony were accepted by those that Jesus discipled. And not only this, but we also learn that Paul had his own period of time when he was trained by Jesus through prayer and study. These distinctions are important because of the validity they bring to his letter to the Galatians. We can believe what he says and apply it to our lives. Through Paul's story, we also learn that the gospel produces good changes in us. And this part of the discussion expands in question four below so that your group has a chance to dive deeper into this topic. I also want to mention how Pastor Nate brought up the idea in his sermon that some may have difficulty accepting Paul's writings. He even went so far as to exhort us with these questions. Do I receive Paul's gospel and all the theology that flows from it, just as the early church, those closest to Jesus did? Or do I reject Paul, his gospel, and his gospel theology in favor of how I see the world, the truth, or even Jesus? If you sense that these are questions that your group should explore rather than leave them as rhetorical musings, please set, a time, some, set aside some time to ask them with your group. Uh, if not, then go ahead and jump into question three. How could someone else learn about Jesus when hearing your story or your testimony? So the goal of this question is for your group to make the connection between the power of the gospel and their story and finding it. Through our testimony, someone else can learn how Jesus' free gift of salvation brings brings us out of the hopeless darkness and into abundant and eternal life, which is amazing. (laughs) They could also learn about how God sanctifies us, producing in us good things for his purposes. So encourage your group to consider how their story and all its facets point someone else to Jesus. Because God loves us so much, he doesn't want to leave us as we are. He takes us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. How he does that is different for each of us, which is another reason God is so good. Pastor Nate said this in his sermon, but Paul's testimony should reawaken us in an appreciation, not only for his gospel story, but ours. 
So it's the gospel itself that motivates us to tell our story as Jesus designed it. All right, so if you want to ask a question to go deeper, you can ask your group, have you ever shared your testimony before? If your group members have shared their testimony before, encourage them to share about their experience. Of course, as time allows, uh, maybe the three-minute version. (laughs) But if not, pray that God will give you the opportunity to do so this week, to think about your own story and to share it. This is a great opportunity for your group to share brief versions of their story that celebrate Jesus in us, right? Not our own works or our effort. If you've not yet talked about your testimonies or believe your group would benefit from learning how to do this, please set aside time in your group meeting or meetings to follow to do so. You can also offer this resource linked in the printed leader guide uh, or Another one, if you know another resource that can help guide your group members through the process of crafting uh, and memorizing their testimony. Keep in mind that some will connect their coming to Jesus to a specific moment, while others will have come to know him over a period of time. Either way, they can still tell their story and follow the general outline provided. All right, question four. How does the gospel change us as believers and what can it produce in us? This question aims to discover how the gospel changes us corporately and individually. It's also a continuation of the discussion from question two earlier in the discussion. Pastor Nate quoted Matthew Harmon who wrote, Our past has a profound role in shaping who we are, but it does not determine who we are. One encounter with Jesus is enough to change the entire direction of a person's life. End quote. What a profound idea! The gospel in and of itself therefore means that we're not stuck in our sin, but God has done all that he can to bring us out of it and into his magnificent plans for our lives and eternity. This hope produces in us a change that Paul talks about in his passage. Pastor Nate listed five specific things that the gospel produced in Paul. First, release from people-pleasing. Second is a better zeal. Third, a strong sense of God's calling. Four, a hunger for growth. Five, hard work and service. As we see God developed these things in Paul, encourage your group members to see how God can develop these things in them. There may be some on this list that individuals in your group may believe are not vibrant in their lives. Encourage them to pray and discuss these things with the group as they are comfortable doing so. A perceived lack of these things should not be discouraging, but simply it means there's room for God to work in us. If you'd like to go deeper with this question, I highly encourage you to ask, or with this topic, deeper with the topic, I highly encourage you to ask another question. What do you see God producing in one another within your life group? God is working in the lives of those who pursue him, who are coming weekly together to me in life groups. So from what you've learned about your group member this quarter, testify to what you've witnessed in their lives. Encourage them to do this with one another. Share this encouragement as we follow Christ together. All right, question five. Who can you share your testimony with this week? This question is so simple and there's really not much more explanation that's needed. We just want your group members to identify one person they'd like to share their story with this week. And remind your group that it's the Holy Spirit that empowers and equips us to follow God's word, to be prepared with our own answer for the hope that we have. So be sure to pray for these people in your prayer time as well. Because our prayer application is just to pray that God would provide opportunities for you and your group members to share your testimony with those around you. 
So in our leadership notes for this week, we have a quick thought about leading within the group discussion. So in the first week of Life Group, I typically share with our members that it's okay if they don't feel comfortable sharing their thoughts in front of everyone in our group discussion. I do also encourage them, though, to share how taking a social risk may benefit their spiritual growth. So one time, a group member came up to me afterwards and said how much she appreciated hearing this perspective from the leaders, since it took so much already for her to simply show up that night. I know she was not the only one in our group who felt that way, and I can imagine that others in your group have felt similarly. I can also hope that those same group members have made progress since then, being willing to share a little bit more because you've created a safe atmosphere and invited the Holy Spirit into your conversations. With our group discussions, we want to lead in such a way as to allow transformation to happen at whatever level is appropriate for each individual in the group. As we grow in our understanding, sharing, and applying of the gospel together, we should celebrate the success we see from each individual who takes a risk to go further in their faith. I encourage you to take a moment before the end of the quarter to individually or collectively praise your group members for the progress you've seen in their engagement in your group discussion this quarter. If you want more insight on how to lead your group discussions, check out the article from smallgroups.com that's linked in the printed leader guide. All right, a couple quick leader host announcements and then we are over. Mid-quarter check-in survey reminder. So we hosted the mid-quarter check-in for all of our leaders and hosts on Sunday, October 23rd. For those of you that were not able to make it, um, please make sure to fill out the survey that's linked in the printed leader guide by the end of this week. We would love to just see how God is working in your groups and get this little um, survey result to learn more about that. So thank you for taking a few minutes to do that this week. And finally, we have another outstanding opportunity for discipleship at the Fall Festival. So if you uh, of anyone in your group or even as a group would like to volunteer to help at the Fall Festival, this would be an awesome opportunity to just continue in our journey of discipleship with one another. Um, It's a great chance for your group to serve together and to just bless the church in a huge way. So if you um, are able to do that, please connect with the Calvary Kids team and um, sign up online. So thank you so much for all that you do. We're so grateful for um, your service in the Life Groups ministry, and we just pray that God blesses your meetings abundantly this week. Thanks so much, and take care.